Good Sunday morning, church. No tie today. I'm so happy. Uh, I wanted to look, uh, we looked at the Courage of Great Convictions Wednesday night. I wanted to look at how do you make right choices this morning based on Daniel chapter 1. And I'm just going to read a little bit of Daniel chapter 1 and then <clears throat> we'll read others as we make the points on how to make right choices. Daniel chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles of the treasures into the house of his God. Then the king instructed Asaphanes, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had an ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among these of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. To them the chief eunuch gave names. He gave Daniel the name of Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the chief eunuch that he might not defile himself. And God brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who's appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men of your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said uh, to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had sent over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please let your servants and test us for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. And he does so. Let's pray. Father, Give us your wisdom now. Uh, speak to our hearts as only you can. Uh, Lord, let us not just hear your word, but let us obey your word. Lord, we seek your wisdom. It comes from you, Holy Spirit, as it reveals your word to us and lets us understand. Uh, Lord, God, Holy Spirit, speak in such a way that we will obey, and that we will grow from your word. Guide us and direct us with your power now. In Christ's name I pray, amen. I love to watch my grandchildren, whether they're playing or doing other things. I like to watch their little minds work. But I like to watch even adults in the way they make choices. Now, some people make choices just like my grandchildren, myself included. They'll look at something and I watch them, they pick candy and I see which one they want to pick. And it might be something that they're familiar with. And that's what they get because they know it's a known commodity. Some want to try whatever the brightest colored package there is. The same way with toys. It may be something they've seen on TV and a lot of their friends have, or et cetera, et cetera. It may be something totally new because it's packaged in such a way that it looks really, really neat. Some adults make decisions like that. Some make them like Brother Galen. He absolutely researches stuff. He uh, gets the best price. He, he waits and does an impulse buy. He, he just does a good job of making decisions. I wish I could do that because I just know what it is. If it's a decent price, I go to where it is and I get it. And sometimes I don't research as well as I should have. 
but we all make decisions in different ways. Now, we need to really ask ourselves, do we make decisions like this? Or we base our decisions on what others think, on what others do, what others approve or disapprove of, uh, or what the current opinion of the day is, or maybe it's how we feel. None of those are the correct way to make decisions. Making right choices has to be done according to God's will for our lives. See, making right decisions mean choosing on God's terms. If we're going to make right decisions, we need to choose on God's terms. And so three or four things about that. First of all, we need to do it based on God's known will. See, making right choices needs to be based upon God's known will. What is the situation that Daniel and his three friends find? See, they've been carried away into captivity. Daniel is going to be there for the full 70 years of the captivity. He bridges that gap, and his book does also. that bears his name. But the situation is they're in a foreign country. They're probably young teenagers. They're without the aid of their parents. They're in an evil kingdom. The land of Shinar always stands for evil in the Old Testament. Uh, you see it mentioned, I think, first in Genesis 11. And it, it, it's synonymous with the Tower of Babel, of confusion. But it represented opposition to God. It's a place where wickedness abounded. And so you think three teenage boys turned loose with any kind of parental supervision to have all the different kinds of wickedness that a foreign land and a big city had would be in trouble. Even their names were stripped from them. Their parents were stripped from them. Their culture was stripped from them. Their religion was stripped from them. Nebuchadnezzar had a plan. He would indoctrinate these young Jews until they could serve in his court and he would have them serving faithfully and they would gain his knowledge, he would gain theirs, but he would turn their hearts to where they were now. That was his plan. Think about it. Daniel means God is my judge. His name was changed to Belshazzar. It means may Bel protect my life. Hananiah means the Lord is gracious. His name is changed to Shadrach. It meant at the command of a coup. Mishael, who is where the Lord is. Mishak, who is what a coup is. Azariah means God has helped. His name has changed to Abednego, the servant of Nebo. Their homes, their names, their religion, all ripped from them so that they can be at the beck and call of an evil king and an evil court. What are they to do in that situation? Daniel came up with a solution. He made his decision based on God's known will. You see, he accepts his new education. He accepts his new name, but he isn't going to accept the king's food. A lot of scholars have debated why that is. Basically, because it goes against God's known will. Maybe the food was unclean. Maybe the food wasn't prepared in a kosher way. Maybe it was food offered to idols. But the basic reason was this. When you accepted the king's food, you pledged your ultimate loyalty to him. It wasn't that Daniel was going to rebel. It was that Daniel wanted to be free to obey and serve God and only God. And so he rejects the king's food. And our choices, our decisions, 
need to be based on that which honors God's purpose for our lives. You know, that we can be conformed to the image of his son, that we may be worthy of uh, the name by which we're called or of our, of our calling, that we grow in the grace of Christ and that our purpose is to glorify and bring glory to his name. That's what our choices, our decisions need to be based upon. And in Daniel's situation, we need to ask, what would we have done? Because he was in danger because we're rejecting the king's food. You could be killed. And yet he stands up and goes to the chief of the eunuchs, the one responsible for what the king wanted done and carried out, and he lists his objections. Wow. When the world wants to bend us, when it wants to mold us, when it wants to accept their beliefs rather than the beliefs of the Bible, gives us. The decision that we have to make is, what is God's known will? God never changes, and he wrote down in his book, once and for all, what his known will is for us. It's first of all for us to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, and then by worshiping him and serving him and living for him, that we become conformed to the image of Jesus. That's God's revealed will. Now, he may have some different things individually for us, but it's all to fit within his kingdom purposes, his kingdom power to carry out the name of Jesus to all the ends of the world, especially where we live out right now. That's God's purpose. That's how we're to apply it. And we need to make decisions that are based upon God's known will. I don't know about you, but when I get in trouble, when I mess up, when I sin, it's usually because I have not taken the time to really Think about God's known will for me, for my family, for the church, and, and I do something foolish, maybe accidental usually. But if I'm led by the Spirit and I'm staying in the Word of God and I'm making decisions based on His known will, it usually goes pretty well. Do we do that? Do we understand that? Daniel did. The second thing that I see is in verse 8, making right choices requires obedience to the small things. Making right choices requires obedience to the small things. It says in verse eight, but Daniel purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine with which he drank. Therefore, he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. He wouldn't defile himself. He, he wanted to be in the small things. Now, remember what I said the risk was. Daniel makes a decision that it's not God's will for him to eat this food, whether it was not clean or whether it wasn't prepared kosher, whether it was offered to idols or whether it was just that he, he could not give ultimate allegiance to the king when his ultimate allegiance belongs to God and God alone. I don't know what all went into it. Maybe all of that went into it, but, but there was a risk. He approaches the officers about such small thing. I mean, it's, it's just a little thing to them. You're, you're eating what the king eats. You're getting the very best the land has to offer. You're, you're, you're getting the delicacies, whether it's the meat or, or maybe it's cheeses, it's the wine, it's the, it's the fruit, it's the, uh, the, the delicacies is the way we'd put it. You're getting that and, and you're going to reject that. Even if it costs you your life, you're not going to do that. But see, he purposed. He set that decision in his heart, made because of God's known will, and he was going to be obedient to the small things. When we're not obedient to the small things, we're never going to be obedient to the big thing. And each step builds character in your life. Each step is like putting one brick upon another and letting the mortar dry until it's a strong wall. But the truth of the matter is, 
If we don't decide beforehand what our decision is going to be in this situation or that situation or another situation based on our beliefs or what, what God teaches us from the Bible, based on our belief of our relationship with Jesus Christ, if we wait until the moment we make the wrong decisions, we need to purpose in our hearts what we stand for. We need to have a biblical worldview and not look at the world through the lenses of of the world in, in Daniel's day, the ungodliness in our day, the ungodliness of the United States and, and the ungodliness of our world system that's trying to impose itself upon us. We need to understand that we make the choices based in the little things and what God's word says. What about the requirement? See, the requirement is very simple. The food laws were simple, but they were still God's laws. All right? It, it's sort of like somebody who whose car light comes on, check engine, check engine, and it's flashing. Rather than take it to a dealer, or rather than check the oil, or rather than check some other things, they just take a piece of duct tape and put it on the light so they can't see it flashing. And God's law is blinking. It's saying, don't do this or don't do that. And it's not because God doesn't want us to have fun. It's because he wants to protect us. He wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. And we put the tape over it. We don't want to see it anymore. And then we wonder why things are not going well in our lives. You see... Right choices start with obeying God in the small things. There's still God's commands. There's still God's ways. And this could have been viewed as insurrection by Daniel, but he wants veggies and water because it was the right choice. You understand that? It was the right choice because that was the safe thing for him to eat to make sure that everything's prepared, prepared correctly. It was the right thing because it was a good diet for him. I would be for me if I would follow that. The third thing, making right choices requires obedience in difficult situations. So we base it upon God's known will. It's based on obedience to small things and it's obedience in difficult situations. What's the test? The test is, will God do what God wants in the midst of this situation. Here he is in a foreign land by himself with his three friends, no adults to help, no priests to help. They're on their own. They're in this, this big school for three years to prepare to serve in the courts of King Nebuchadnezzar, the greatest king of that time. All the power is against them. It's a difficult place to be. It could have cost him his life just for one dietary law. But it's going to be obedient in the midst of difficult situations. Are we obedient when it's difficult to be obedient? When our friends are making fun of us, when the world scoffs, when they tell us that's outdated, that's narrow-minded, when they, when they say, oh, come on, you're missing out on all the fun. On and on and on it goes. When they condemn us and sneer at us, they sneer to Jesus, they condemn Jesus. They persecuted Jesus. Why would we think we're any better than Jesus? It's being faithful in the difficult times that helps us to make correct choices. And then the trustworthiness. See, Daniel was obedient. And the first official said, no, he went to the second official. He requested just a 10-day trial. They ate the water and the veggies and that was their diet. And when they compared them to the others in their group, they looked better, so... They didn't have to do it. They kept God's law and they, because they've been obedient during um, a difficult time. See, a lot of times we don't want to be obedient even though it's not our life on the line. And yet, 
around the world, our Christian brothers and sisters put their life on the line on a daily basis simply because standing for Christ, because they witness for him, because they tell others they will not renounce the name of Jesus in the midst of these countries that is against the law to pray in that name or call that name or tell others about that name. And yet our missionaries and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ are still doing that. Even in the midst of this pandemic, they're saying doors are opening. There's hope that they have to offer when no one else is opening hope during this time. Are we obedient like that when it's difficult? Are we obedient to the small things? Are we obedient because it's based on God's known will. Those things cause us to make right choices in our life. Those things are the bedrock of building character into our life. And we don't talk about character and integrity a whole lot. But those are the things that God looks for that place us in situations of leadership, to place us where we can have an influence for Jesus that we never thought we could have. God does it because we're obedient because we make right choices based on his known will, because even when the going gets tough, we're still hanging in there. The final thing is, in verses 17 through 21, making right choices results in God's blessings. Now, it says in verse 15, at the end of 10 days, their features appear better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Imagine that. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge, skill in all literature, wisdom, and Daniel had understanding of all visions and dreams. At the end of the days, when the king had said they should be brought in, the chief of eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. So at the end of three years, here they are. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all... None was found like Daniel, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus, Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. So, making right choices, the final point I want to make is this, it's it's based on God's known will. It's based on obedience to the small things. It's based on obedience in difficult situation, but it results in God's blessings. Did you hear me? It results in God's blessings. They had a superior faith and his friends were found superior to all those from Judah. Why? Because they obeyed God. His superior blessings. They, they were found superior in Nebuchadnezzar's eyes and in wisdom and literature and understanding the language and and Daniel could interpret dreams and visions. <clears throat> See, it was based on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, trust in the Lord, and he shall direct your paths. We are blessed when we follow God's will for our lives and make choices like that. We are enriched. We find peace and security and joy and hope when we stick with God rather than the ways of the world, when we don't follow our friends and neighbors down the wrong path, but we take a stand. Do we understand that? Do we know that? Do we believe that? Do we make our choices based on our whims or how we feel, or do we make our choices based on God's word? You know, sometimes my choices are very poor because they're based on what I desire at that moment rather than thinking about it and saying, this is a better way to go. What about you? 
How do you make your choices? Are they are they based on God's known will? Are they based on obedience to the smallest of things you see in God's word? Are they based on doing it even during difficult circumstances? Because if so, then, then you're going to be blessed and I'm going to be blessed and we're going to be blessed and our children are going to be blessed. It's a matter of what kind of choices we make. Bob Lacey was my Sunday school teacher at Second Baptist Church in Hot Springs when I was in college. Marvelous man of God, marvelous teacher of God's word. And he said that character is what you do when nobody's there to see it. And he was right. But I watched him make decisions based on God's known will. For instance, he was in the timber business. He would help buy timber and sell timber and get timber. And he made a good living at it for he and his wife. But he turned down several promotions at bigger places. I mean, he turned them flat out down to the, to the detriment of his career. Simply because he knew he was where God had him, where he didn't have to uh, drink alcohol, where he didn't have to party with the bigwigs, where he didn't have to uh, do these other things, where he had an influence on the everyday people that he had a life uh, of honor with so that they would know that he served Jesus. Even though he could have more money, more prestige, bigger houses, better cars, his kids would have it better, all those things, he based his life on what he knew Jesus wanted him to do. That's making the right choice. Have we made that choice? Jesus wants you to accept him as Lord and Savior. Jesus wants you to be a part of this place and put your life and work here. Jesus wants your whole heart following him. Jesus wants you to share him with others. Do we do what Jesus wants? Father God, thank you for your word. Lord, give us wisdom. You said you would. Help us to make right choices, right decisions for you. Forgive me where I have made poor decisions, Lord. Help me to honor you in all that I do. In Christ's name.